Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNBR when we sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost every single day. Jesse, Rudo, the Avs get an easy one. Rudo, I like these two men. Like, just visually, I like it, the it two men. Nice. Right? Yeah, it, it feels just, it, nice. It feels nice. It does. It just feels a little bit less crowded. We've been doing me and Megan for a while. Yep, Megan yep. and I, I yep. guess I should say it correctly. Yeah, yeah, I think either one. Yeah, Grammar's never been my strong suit. <laughs> That's why I do video and don't write. Okay. <laughs> Now it's Jesse and Rudo. Yeah. Uh, Easy win. It yes. was. Appreciate the Avs getting it done on the on the good side of things tonight. 5-1 ends up being your final. A game that felt over for the majority of it, too. Yeah. It was the... So I wrote about it in my post-game piece that the Avs have really struggled this year to get that extra goal and put teams away. You know, they, have, they can have good starts, nice stretches in the second period. They'll get leads, whatever. And they's like they can't get that last one to put the game in the rearview mirror. They've allowed teams to come back in. Yep. It felt like they were able to push the lead to three goals in the first. You mentioned it right as time ran out. You said, okay, you didn't give them anything back. Yep. You didn't make this a game. And they come out, and it was – I'm not trying to step on the toes of your 60-second – Pop uh, off. The shorter you can make it, here. the better. All right. <laughs> that, that, that second period, again, you and I talked about it during the game. Like, that was as close to a perfect second as you can have in the context of you're on the road. It's a team that desperately wants the points. Yeah. You just smoked them in the first. You knew they were going to push back. The Avs did a great job of kind of pouring cold water and all that. And then the one last goal, it was it was over. It was over halfway through the game, and both yep. teams kind of acknowledged that. Uh, before we get into the 60 second, let me ask you this, Jesse. I think we, we've had a conversation this year about the Avs' inability to score goals versus uh, running into a goaltender's best night of the year on a regular basis. Yeah. Was tonight the Avs executing, or was it Connor Hellebuck falling off the face of the earth? I, I mean, I think this is a, it's it's an example of and like this is such, it's kind of a cop out answer, but like you you need a little bit of both for games like this to come together. Where like I, I thought the Avs took advantage of opportunities. Like Bowen Byram gets twenty five feet to walk, yeah, and he took every last foot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they they took their lanes, they took their chances. I thought their I liked their shot selection. And then on cue, they're showing it. Yep. When Nathan McKinnon gets a 20-foot breakaway, it's like, come on. And then on top of that, Ace don't think Hellebuck had that great of a night. Like, this is a night that for the Jets to stay in it, they needed a really good Hellebuck performance yep. because the Avs had their legs and their sticks going. Uh, and when you, didn't, when you don't get it, you end up with the game being over at the 10.58 mark of the second period. It's uh, genuinely. Uh, we can bring up the the one minute timer here as I'll I'll get into it. We'll run it back. Yep. All right. Nice to meet you guys. Game started off with an absolute 
bang, wasted no time. The Avs score 20 seconds in. Jesse mentioned it. Breakaway for Nathan McKinnon off an excellently executed play, top to bottom for Colorado. The Avs kind of give that one right back with a penalty early that Winnipeg is able to capitalize, a tip play by Mason Appleton. Uh, and then the Avs decide that they're good at hockey and want to win the hockey game. Pretty dope. Uh, they just ball out from there. A two-on-one with Miko Rantanen, who finishes very nicely next to JT Comfort. Great shot. Uh, it was an unbelievable shot. You get a, a then nice tip play from JT net front a couple minutes later to get him to a 3-1 lead. And you cap the first period off halfway through with a Bowen Byram. You mentioned it. it questionable play from Alex Newhook <laughs> that we'll get into, but Byram uses the space, makes it 4-1. Bullet. Second period, the Avs give Winnipeg almost nothing. Eventually, after a couple of tries, Matt Nieto converts a chance to get it to 5-1, and the third period was academic. Just unnecessary yeah. in this hockey game. 5-1. The timer went when you said 5-1, but that, as we said, that really was the it, game. Exactly. So exactly. I count that. Close enough, right? Rewind it back. I, I don't know if Tiff has the graphic ready yet because I wanted to do this at the start of the show. King of the game. We're going with Nathan McKinnon. I, All right. Very All good right. Look, I think there's a very good argument for JT Confer. If you want to throw Miko on that list, I think there's some other guys. But we, we've talked about this a lot. When you're looking at emotional leaders for the Colorado Avalanche... Nathan McKinnon coming out and dunking on Connor Hellebuck 20 yeah. seconds into this game just puts the Avs in a headspace where it's like, okay, we're doing this tonight. You could see it on Nate's face. Yeah. You could see it on his face where it was like, ooh, we talked about having a good start. We all said we were feeling it, and we got a one-goal lead 20 seconds into this game. And jumping ahead just a little bit, my favorite part of all of it was, so Winnipeg comes back and scores just a couple minutes later on the power play and you worried that like oh are they gonna is that gonna derail them from such a good start and the abs just kept going yep there like, was no stop in that train kept pushing and i think it was only three minutes after that that mika ranton and puts him back in the driver's seat and it was just this really was given the context of this game the opponent uh knowing that you've got a back-to-back -to -back tomorrow uh where you're at in the standings where they're at in the standings all of that this is as close to as a perfect game as you could get Agreed. in this situation. Fully agree. It, when we talked about this a little bit in the pregame show, the Avs certainly understand the moment and can live up to expectations. And they blew the expectations out yeah. of the water tonight. Yeah. I, they showed up and said, yeah, we're taking this one. Get out of our way. <laughs> no problems to be talked about here. Um. You, you said it. It was near-perfect game. Really don't have very many negatives to talk about. No. The one thing I, I do want to touch on it in the first period. We still haven't seen a replay ah. of that penalty, so I don't know how genuine it was. Right. But I'm going to give the refs the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to assume it was a real penalty. You got to clean that up. That's that's the type right. of stuff that hurts you bad when it gets to the playoffs and things like that. It's it's so look, we you know, we were just talking about like it was really great. It was encouraging to see that they responded right away. Miko Rantanen gets the goal back just a few minutes later, and they're back in the driver's seat and they kind of never looked back. But it's those moments that have derailed them this season. Yep. 
what was their hallmark last year was their ability to turn the page on bad moments. They haven't had that this year. We have seen that exact type of play. Wow, they came out. They were faster. They were on it. They got a goal right away. They're pushing the pace. Bad penalty. The other team scores. Now the game's up for grabs, and everything good that you did in those first few minutes is undone. Like we said, they, they were able to overcome that tonight, and it looks like they're trending a little bit more in that direction where they're going to be able to overcome this stuff. But stop messing around with it. Like, we talked about it relative to, uh, to the Curtis McDermott penalty where it's like, yeah. yeah, I get it. That's probably a cheapy little penalty. But you knew what you were doing. You knew you were trying to disrupt his path to the net. It's the same thing there. A and again, <laughs> having not gotten a look at the penalty, um, just stop putting yourself in those situations where you could potentially be uh, uh, upsetting any type of momentum that the you've Avs built. The Avs did a great job of making their life easy tonight. That penalty was not one of those moments. Yep, yep, yep. They did, they did almost everything in their power to make their lives easier over the next 48 or 36 hours Yep. with the exception of that penalty. Yep. So just wanted to point that out. That one goal comes back. I, I genuinely have no problem with how this goal was played from Colorado. It's an unbelievably good tip for Mason Appleton. Yeah, the the solution there is don't take a penalty in the first place. You move on. And nothing nothing you want Georgiev to do different on that tip. That's a yeah, fantastic right. tip. I, and you've brought us into this room, so let's just talk about it. <laughs> Not going to get a ton of credit tonight because it was a five one game. Right. Georgiev made it look pretty routine. It did for Colorado. There were there were multiple instances um, in that second period and even into the third period a bit where again the abs weren't really giving up much but there were a couple moments a couple opportunities where Georgiev had to make some nice saves I think of the two-on-one uh where he comes out it's a little bit aggressive gets his stick in the lane and breaks up the backdoor pass yep like those are the moments that again I, I always give AJ a hard time with the timely saves things just because I know he doesn't <laughs> like that but like that's what a timely save for me that's what it is you're up four to one. This game should be out of reach as long as you can keep this gap here heading into the end of the second. See if you another one. Him making just a couple of those yep. saves to keep it four to one, that's a timely save for me. If you give that up, you don't know how it changes the complexion of the game. Other team can't come back if they never start the comeback, right? Right. right. So um I someone mentioned it in chat. With the beard, you can call me Babraham Lincoln. By the way, yeah, there you go. I like that's it. that's what I'm going yeah. with uh, these days. It's fine. That's good. That's good <laughs> enough. Um, but I, I did want to give credit to the defense in front of Georgiev as well. I know uh, you were writing it in your game story. I say a lot. Goals are the result of multiple mistakes stacking on top of each other. Yeah. And the Avs yeah. absolutely made singular mistakes in and around this game. But time after time after time tonight. The guy on the backside of those mistakes is making the correct yep. play, is not letting things stack up against Colorado. The defense was activating when it needed to. They were pinching at the right moments. You were getting forward support back when you were when those pinches maybe weren't exactly how played out exactly how you wanted them to. Uh, they were making the right reads all yep. over the ice. Yep. And to your point, when they didn't, like I mentioned a minute ago, they were getting that support, yep. whether it be from a D partner or from an, uh, a forward coming back. That was not to the level, because we talked about game six of the cup <laughs> final during the watch long about like maybe being 
like that, that's just it's clinical in terms of like shutting a team down on a one goal lead. But like this was shades of that, where it's just yeah. like obviously the four one lead is a little bit different, but it was methodical. It was the right play after the right play after the right play. Uh, the the correct pass. They're winning battles, getting pucks up and out. Uh, even the pe- uh, power play that Winnipeg had in the third. JT Confront is offhand, wins yep. it back. Bowen Byram, one touch Zips around the it. glass, out out of the zone. Yep. Uh, and, and it really was, dude. I um, I, I just by happenstance ended up on a couple uh, game six Stanley Cup, or excuse me, game two Stanley Cup final highlight okay. packages. The, the domination. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, in the last couple of days, but like that's something that a lot of people talked about. It was, it was just the Avs made the right play every time they touched the puck in that game yep. for sixty minutes. And I felt like the back half of this game was a lot of that. They just I weren't agree. making mistakes. Yep. If Winnipeg wanted anything, they had to earn every last inch, as were because the Avs didn't. They just didn't give away but, anything for free. And we talked about this a little bit on the watch along. I think this was. I, I all right. I put it this way. I don't think this was anything special for the Colorado Avalanche players. I agree. I agree. I do think this was a little bit of a wake-up call to the Colorado Avalanche fan base who have found themselves falling into those ruts, watching the Avs blow some of these leads this year. This game was a, a statement from Colorado saying, oh, no, we can still do this. The, the, these, and I guess they're not these last two games, but it was this. it's this game and then the game against Edmonton that I think have been the best. Are those the last two games? Yep. Jesus, dude, this schedule. Four man. days off, he'll do something to him, yeah. man, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's these last two games um, that, to me, have really been exactly what you just said, Rudo. Like, we're still here. Yeah. And, and I think it's been a nice reminder for them. Hey, you are so capable. It's been a great reminder for the fan base. And it's also been a nice little, like, wink to the rest of the NHL. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, boys, guess Hanging what? out. Guess <laughs> what? We're getting healthy. A team that is now two points behind second in the central, three points behind top in the central. Yep. With games in hand, multiple multiple games in hand on everyone, and are solidly, from a points points percentage standpoint, solidly in the number two slot in the central division. Uh Two points back of the Jets, three games in hand. Yeah. One point back of the Wild because they got a, a the point, tonight point tonight yeah. with three games in hand. Um, yeah, the math for the Avs looks good right now. Like we always say, you got to do something with these games. But if you're Minnesota right now, looking at understanding you're probably ending up in the wild card spot in the Central, mm-hmm. and you're looking at this Avalanche team, I have to think... They're like, please no, give right, us Dallas, right, right, please, right, right. please give us Dallas, <laughs> dude. Seriously, I just don't. I I think the NHL should be afraid of the Colorado. And, and dude, I even I that that for me genuinely even goes to the Eastern Conference, like that's going to be a bloodbath in the East, and you know we talk so much about all the different teams and what everyone's doing. There can only be one that gets to the final. And, and I, I really do, man. I think especially the West, but the entire NHL needs to be looking at this Avs team like, we don't want any part. Yep. I don't it, care if you're Boston, Toronto, whoever. I don't think you want any piece of this Avs team come playoff time. It, it's the same way the league had felt about Tampa for the right. last couple of years. That's now Colorado's crown to wear. Yep, yep. So 
they coming. That's all I got to say for you. On that note, we are brought to you by the amazing people at Breckenridge Brewery. I got my beer right here. Uh, if you guys get us to 100 likes, I will chug the rest of this. I, I promise that. More, mostly because we hit 20K followers on Twitter. Yeah, which, I was going to say. Shout out the community for that. We appreciate all of you so much. We wouldn't be able to do what we do without all of you. Neither would Breck Brew. Go get yourself some Breck Brews. You can use the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com. They have it in all of the 50 states now. Even the, the guy at the watch along who's hanging in Alaska, you can get Breck Brew. So go check yeah. it out. I, I'm sure the price is outrageous in Alaska. <laughs> but sure, it's different. For the rest of us, you can go get yourself some Breck Brew for reasonable prices. Uh, go jump on it today. And once you've got your Breck Brew in hand, be sure you also get down to Illegal Pete's to get yourself an amazing burrito. Absolutely delicious burritos top to bottom. They have fresh ingredients covering whatever you need. You're vegan, they got options. You're vegetarian, they got options. You're not any of those things, but you're on a paleo or a keto diet or a, I, I don't even know the names of other diets. Yeah, all of them. Yep, they have options no matter what it is that you're you're into. So be sure to jump on it. Check out Illegal Pete's. If you want a pregame, which, you know, we do have the party bus coming up tomorrow. We do have the party bus. Pregame and party bus, 3 to 6 p.m. at Illegal Pete's. Then you come to the bar and you hang out here, go to the game, come back to the bar. It's all good times. So hit up Illegal Pete's, hit up the DNVR bar. All vibes, all the time here at DNVR. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. This period... You, the Avs got it to 2-1, right? You had a beautiful play with McKinnon, a very nice lead from Erod to get Miko up the ice, and Erod, or rather Miko, just beats Hellebuck mm. clean. I think you felt the Avs almost step on the gas more once they they kind of got that 2-1 lead back. Yeah, oh, totally. They They understood the situation the game was in, and they decided, you know what, let's go, let's go win this thing immediately. Put it away. And again, like that's, it, it, again, th this is why I'm drawing some, some parallels between that last game against Edmonton and this game. Because, uh, again, it was just, it was the awareness of the situation uh, that, that Edmonton game, they're not playing their best hockey, but they were able to recognize we're in it. We're in it enough. Keep skating hard. Keep working hard. Yep. Like, we have a couple times. In the same way that I feel like Winnipeg kind of waved the white flag this year, I feel like we've seen the Avs do that in a couple games. For sure. The game against Tampa, coming yep. out of the break. Yep. And Jared Bednar even admitted that a little bit, that like, hey, it got to three and... Packed it in. We kind of knew. Yep. Um, they recognized, hey, we're, we're still in this against Edmonton. And they pushed, and they pushed. God, that's a nice play. Willie's nasty. <laughs> uh, you know, they pushed, they pushed, they pushed, and they were able to get back in it. This is one where, again, they got the lead, they gave it away, and then I think you're 100% right. When they got it back, they were like, okay, hey, not doing that again. Yeah. We're not going to give this away again. Uh, and, and, yeah, they just, they the, the gear changed. So many of the guys have talked to me this season about, the team understanding when you got to raise the level in the back half of the year. And that's what veteran teams do and championship caliber teams and da, 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 da. That to me is what we've seen these last two games. That's the abs ramping up their level. 
And especially in the case of a team like Winnipeg, a team that doesn't know or can't match that. Well, and, and you look at the critical parts of this. You get a great game out of McKinnon. That's expected. Yep. You get good plays out of Miko. That's expected. JT Comfer continues to be that guy yep. for Colorado. Two more this points year. tonight. Hits the 40 point total on the season, gets the third goal of the game. It's not beautiful. It's not you're going, oh, what a play. It's a guy going to a dirty area it's of the It's a landy ice. goal. It's exactly what it is. I cannot understate how important it is to have goals, have plays, have guys that are willing to do those things in this lineup. Yeah. Because the skill is not going to carry you every night. It's great when it does, but you need that second wave of guys. Val Nishushkin, very good at this. Plenty of other guys in the Avs depth. Logan O'Connor every night has given you that. But JT Confer is the one who's finding the consistent production for Colorado right now. Finding their consistent production. And then again, I, I just, I do, I, I, On the ice, I think he's done a great job of filling that Landeskog role. The production isn't quite the level that you would maybe think. You, you think that it would maybe be if it was Landeskog. But 40 points, you feel totally fine about that. If he pushes 50 by the end of the season, you are over the, the moon. The Avs, a lot of the conversation around this team this year was how are they going to replace Nazem Kadri and Andre Burakovsky's production. Yep. Comfer has almost single-handedly replaced Andre Burkowski. Yep. Yeah. Like, just by himself. Yeah. And, and he, he's he he has filled that role of going to the front of the net, mixing it up after whistles, kind of getting under guys' skin, playing hard below the goal line. Yep. Like he's done everything that you need him to. And then to your point, you have him going. You have your top guys going. And then that fourth goal is Byram from Cogliano and Newhook again. Just. That that goal right there was exactly what gave teams fits. Yep. Fits last year. On the rush, quick transition up ice from your depth. Well, so it's twofold, right? Your depth, get in there. They provide position. They get you going into the offensive zone. They push in deep. They force the other team to come down, and then they feed it back to their defense right. who just dunks. Right. And, and then And then, again... That's where this Avs defense really does, being as good as it is, really does make the difference. Because, like, you're dropping that to one of Bowen Byram, uh, Devontae, Sam Gerrard, mm -hmm. and Kale McCarr when he's healthy. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, the Avs have <laughs> the best offensive player on the ice in, like, most situations. <laughs> it's especially with those depth lines, it's a wild look when you pass the puck back to your defense and you're like, Oh, that's the best player right, on the right, ice right, right now. Right, for either team. Yeah. And, and again, it's just like, that's a great drive to the to the middle by Newhook. He dumps it off. And Cogliano, uh, that's just that's just system stuff. Yep. Cogliano pulls up and he knows he's got someone coming late. And then that was the goal where we, re you know, we referenced, you're going to get Bowen Byron 25 feet. And you're in trouble. You're in trouble when he takes it. Now, with that being said... <laughs> Alex Newhook kind of just dumps a guy in front of the net. <laughs> so you and I said at the time, we were like, well, that's really something that you see the NHL call it like 50% of the time. Yeah. And as it turns out, that was exactly <laughs> how often they called it in tonight's game because a near identical play in the third period got called on the Jets. Oh, man. Um, honestly, I, I thought that one was going to be because we don't have the sound on the TV up here. We do not. We just yeah. hear it from the bar. We get so, like half of what's being said. Right. Yeah. So 
I was expecting that, oh, there was probably a whistle there we didn't hear. Yeah. Um, because really, New Hook, like he did, he dumped the he guy right He just cross-checks him right in the numbers. Right, right like, in the numbers. I don't know, yeah. In the playoffs, I wouldn't expect that to be called. Probably not, unless you're Toronto. <laughs> Within the context of this game, I'll be honest, I was, I was surprised it didn't get called. There was some pretty ticky-tack stuff that was getting called in that. And, and then sure. especially, now, like you and I said, the... Only difference that I could maybe see between the new hook one and then the yeah. the the one that the, the Jets got LOC called on gets cross checked right. by I forget who it I, was. I don't remember who it was. Uh, eight in blue is all I can remember. <laughs> uh, was that that puck was coming to Logan O'Connor loosely, <laughs> loosely, <laughs> as where the one in the first period that defenseman really didn't have a chance new hook or not to make a play on that puck is the only rationale that I could see. Yeah. But even that I feel is pretty, pretty liberal. <laughs> They're getting uh, real generous. At that right. Point, for yeah. Sure. Uh, um, but yeah, you know, those, those penalties really didn't change the outcome of the game. That you gotta, you gotta much, be lucky to be good. The abs definitely got some luck uh, on their side there. Look, Take it where you can get it. The Avs have had plenty of stretches of tough luck this year. Right, so. right. And, and this really is one of those moments where, like, we talk about it, you know, as the year goes on, where, like, the Avs do get a, a bad bounce. And, you know, you have to say those bounces come back around. Well, there's one. Perfect. Perfect way to put it. Uh, I, again... I don't know what more you can ask out of Colorado than no. what you got from them nope. tonight. Like, genuinely, you look at this game, especially on the front half of a back-to-back. -back, exactly. And you say, this is, this is perfect A1 hockey. You've done a good enough job to set yourself up for, yes, the schedule sucks. Mm -hmm. No one's going to lie to you about that. You can't do any better job of setting yourself up for tomorrow if you're Colorado. The Avs came into tonight seven out of a possible eight points in the first two back-to-backs. They are now at nine out of a possible ten. And it, it, you feel good going into right. this last game. And then on top of that, to your point, Rudo, you gave yourself an easy-ish night tonight. It's a 6 p.m. mountain start, so you were able yep. to really manage your minutes in the third. Yep. You're probably going to get in bed at about 2, 2.30. Yep. No morning skate, or at best an optional, so the guys can get to the rink a little bit later in the morning for meetings and stuff. Instead of it being there at 6, maybe you're there at 8.39-ish. Yep. Fine, a fine night of sleep. Get that pregame nap in. You got an 8 o'clock start tomorrow. Yep. Really, the Avs did every last thing they could in this situation to help themselves out. 100% agree. It's... It's... Not just that they played a good hockey game. It's the understanding of the situation that they're in yep. that that makes it so impressive. Yeah. Um, as as it looks like we've hit a hundred likes, so I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this beer while Jesse tells you about the amazing athletic greens that I'm the, gonna need in the morning. The hilarious irony of yeah, yeah. talking about AG one while Rudo slams a beer. Uh, look here. <laughs> The reason Rudo asked me to do it, uh, genuinely, my fiance and I have made uh, athletic dreams. <laughs> I'm not going to say that I'm perfect seven out of seven days a week. That was an impressive chug, by the way. It was all right. Uh, Speed-wise, I'm impressed. Uh, 
but it's it is a regular twice a day part of Hanno's routine. Uh, and and I really am. I'm 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 good most days uh, of the week. Having I like to have them in the morning. Hannah does one in the morning, one after work. Uh, Hannah's actually out of town right now. She took a baggie with her so that she can make sure to have it. She was going uh, with some of her friends. They were going to be drinking and having a good time and eating all kinds of little, greasy food. Little bachelorette party action uh, going no, on. Believe it or not, not for her. Really? Yes. A different friend's <laughs> uh, yeah, bachelorette weekend. So uh, she made sure to take her AG1. Uh, I really do feel like it helps w when you've had a night of drinking or maybe eating the wrong stuff. It helps me the next morning. I'm not a coffee drinker. Helps give me a nice boost of energy. And I've been told my entire life I need to take vitamins and multivitamins, and I've just never been able to get in the habit. This has them all packed right in there. It's one scoop in your water. Shake it up. Genuinely, I am a... I am not a picky eater. I like, am. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like stuff that tastes like lawn clippings. <laughs> uh, and I can, I can get AG1 down, no problem. I actually think it's got a nice, sweet little... Uh, taste to it. Every now and then, we'll drop in a couple sprinkles of like some uh, lemonade uh, flavored powder, yeah, yeah. just a little bit, and it does just up the sweet just a bit. Uh, and really, it's actually a, a nice, refreshing uh, little drink. And even if you don't like the taste that much, it's one scoop into a cup of water. You throw it back, and it's everything you need in terms of your fruits, veggies, vitamins, all that stuff for the day. Uh, if you aren't a big veggie eater. This is actually even a better product for you because it gets everything you need in one scoop. I, I think my favorite part about that is it still works if you, you take it every other day. Right, right. You, you miss a day. No big deal. No big deal. That's, and that's my thing where I'm like, if I take it four or five days this week, I know it's four or five days where I'm getting a full serving of all the fruits and veggies and superfoods and adaptogens and minerals and all that stuff they pack in there. Uh, you get it with one scoop. And again... Who can't just throw something back, even if you don't like exactly. the, the all-natural taste? But again, I really do. Of all things that I've had, and my fiance it used to be a vegetarian, and she's still 98% <laughs> a vegetarian. I'll talk her into a chicken tender every now and then. Uh, I've tried a lot of... You would talk her into a chicken tender. I know. <laughs> uh, you know, I've tried a lot of like plant-based, all-natural, organic... There's a lot of gross stuff out there. I really enjoy uh, my AG1. So shake. hit them up. Go over to athleticgreens.com slash avalanche today. Order yours. When you do it, they also give you a travel pack, a supply yep. of five packages, so you can bring it with you wherever you go. Uh, take control of your health. It helps boost your immune system. Get on it with Athletic Greens. Athleticgreens.com slash avalanche today. Also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, apparently the play is bet your life savings on the first period over, according Jeez. to this hockey game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that worked out pretty well. Shout out to my buddy. I mentioned him in the pre. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. say who it is, but he texted me earlier saying, hey, is it a first period over kind of night? And I said, yeah. Not realizing this dude was throwing $270 down on it. <laughs> he sent me a text <laughs> after he's like, yeah, pretty easy win. I was like, thankfully... <laughs> Dude, I'm not being on the hook if you <laughs> yeah, lost right. that bet. Jeez. <laughs> but it's always a fun time with DraftKings. And the best part is if you're new, you can use the DNVR code, put in five bucks, bet five bucks on whatever you want, and they give you two hundred dollars to play with. So you're you're messing around with two hundred bucks that aren't yours. It's not a big deal if you $30. don't hit your bets with that stuff. So jump into it. 
I'm going to be honest with you. I don't often recommend betting on hockey. It's a very random sport. It's <laughs> tough to predict. But you can go in and bet on scripted NFL football. Uh, <laughs> or the USFL and the XFL and whatever football leagues they got going on right now. You can bet on the Nuggets, who are a really good bet right now because they're a really good basketball team. You got options with DraftKings. You can do same-game parlays. Jesse, you hit a plus 360 yeah, one I actually had a real nice night tonight on that Avs game. I won about 85 bucks. Nice. Uh, on the on the Avs game tonight, yeah. Easy money. Easy money. Jump into it with DraftKings. You must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions. Oof, that uh, that beer's going to make me burp. Uh, Other terms, restrictions, and conditions thank apply. You, thank See you. See show notes for details. And, of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Jesse got my back. On that one. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I heard the, stump, the stutter yeah. out there. I was like, He's fighting it, folks. (laughs) Got to hold that thing down. He's fighting it. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We kind of already talked about it a little bit in this second period, but credit to the Colorado Avalanche. When you get up by a significant amount, you do change the way you play. Yeah. It's just the reality of the NHL. I know a lot of people complain about the turtle, the things like that, but you go watch other teams Every team in the NHL does that to a right. certain extent. It's because, for context for people, it's because the expectation, especially in a game like this where it's multi-goal, the expectations of the team you're playing against is about to sell out yep. and take a lot of chances and jump guys into the rush. And if you aren't defensively conscious, that's going to beat you. Yeah. It's going to beat you. Like there's a reason teams do that, or that started at some point where it's like, hey, just go full send when you're down by three because. At some point, teams weren't respecting that. Yep. And yeah, suddenly you were overcoming these deficits because the other team was trying to push place up ice and you kept catching them cheating. So it, it's, it can be frustrating at times. It can be funny to watch at times, but it, it's not without merit. It's like, the, it's like the drop play on power plays. Yeah. There's a it's reason a everybody really does it. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason everyone does it. And the thing is, there, there are different levels to this. In the third period of this game, absolutely. Yeah, it was basically just stopped playing offense for a good portion of that. Yeah. In the second period of this game, the Avs just completely smothered Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. It, this wasn't even necessarily a turtle. It was just the Avs not giving Winnipeg anything and taking their opportunities where they had them. And, and that's what I think this Avs group was maybe the best at last year was exactly what you just said. Kind of, kind of bottling teams up and saying, we're not going to punt on offense, but we're only going to take it if it's a right. really, really good opportunity. We're not going to put ourselves in danger on the back end right. of the play. Right, yeah. yeah. If we see a lane, we're not going to shy away from it, but like, we're not going to dive headfirst into every lane that we see like this team at times is can absolutely do. willing to do right, if they're yeah. down a couple and, goals and, or something. And, and, yeah, yeah can, can be very good at it. Uh, but yeah, there's just no need to do that in a situation like what the Avs are in tonight. Ugh, I always catch myself slouching. I was just talking the, to you like this. this uh, dude, I got, uh, the, I got the gamer lean. Absolutely. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's a real lean. thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Hunched over that keyboard for real. Like, dude. Uh, want to give the Avs credit because... We talk about it on occasion. Trade deadline's coming up. Yep. The Matt Nieto trade is already a home run 
for the yeah. Colorado Avalanche. Yep. Uh, genuinely, they gave up essentially two non-roster pieces in a healthy lineup. And they've gotten a guy who's already provided three goals and multiple quality games for them in Matt Nieto. Mm -hmm. Well, and he just does exactly... Sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. He just does exactly what you want a guy like that. We talked in the pregame about what you wanted out of Alex Newhook and how we're saying, hey, be JT Comfort. We're not asking for anything beyond be what JT Comfort has been for the last number of seasons in that role. And, and, And when you look at... Matt Nieto, it's kind of it's like, hey, be Logan O'Connor. True, and he's Honestly. doing that. And you you're now that fourth line. You're dealing with two Logan O'Connors out there, and you're just going to end up in good opportunities when you're working that hard along the wall. When you're pressing, you know, when you when you're when you're forechecking teams as hard as those guys can. And Matt Nieto's probably got a little bit more finish to his game uh, than. Than a guy like Logan O'Connor does, and so it's just he's complimented perfectly. It's I I think it's amplified everything that the Avs do in a in a specific way where we've seen particular to the night we saw how well the Avs break out the puck and get going the right direction in a hurry, and Matt Nieto jumps on that train and fits in. Perfectly. Damn, I thought that was going to be a little factoid yeah, about him being yeah, from South yeah, Beach. Yeah. I was like, no way. <laughs> and and look, you you got the full Matt Nieto experience tonight. He had two three chances, great A's that he put right into Connor Hellebuck's mm-hmm. chest. That's Matt Nieto. Yeah. He also got one of them to go. Yep. And he's done a better job of that. Granted, in San Jose this year, he's playing. 17, 18 minutes, way more than he's going to get in Colorado. Right over his head, yeah. But we've seen him be a guy who, I'm not going to say can finish consistently, but can finish more consistently than he has yep. in previous years of his career. He's got, nice, he's got decent touch. Yep. And and that's exactly what Colorado's depth needed. So, one, credit to Matt Nieto for being that guy. And two, credit for to Colorado's front office and their scouting staff for Year after year after year, finding that guy. Yeah, yeah. Identifying this person does something that we really like, and we think it fits, and we can get him. Kind of the. I mean, it's it's like the ultimate island of misfit toys like idea. I would not call this an island of misfit toys. More of an island of elite superstars (laughs) than it is an island of misfit toys. But they filled in the gaps where they've missed on their drafts, draft picks rounds two through seven. They've hit in the pro scouting yeah, department. Yeah, exactly right. I, I, it's interesting because I think the Avs aren't the island of misfit toys, but they go out and find misfits yep. and bring them to the island of <laughs> your crazy Matt, talent. Matt Nieto is the star symbol that the mm-hmm. three-year-old kid puts into the box through the star <laughs> hole. Like, <laughs> it fits. Yep, exactly right. <laughs> that's that's how it works in Colorado. I'm I'm going with that. We're sticking with it. Uh, we got a bunch of super chats to get to here. Five dollars from Banks, who says, "Hey, all love to Blaze, but it's Banks' best season." Miko, anytime. Georgiev under thirty and a half saves. And Avs money line over parlay. Here's the victory drinks. There you go. That's follow nice, follow nice Banks. Yeah. Yeah. Hit uh, hit a bunch tonight. 
Uh, $10 from Nate, who says, called 222-2222 for Hellebuck. But in Alaska, you just get a taxi company, nah. which he probably needed just the same. Yeah, uh, the, th the problem is uh, a lot of those are Hellebuck's fault. Bacchus and Shanker can't help you if, it, if the accident was your fault. Uh, <laughs> That's fucking great. Drew with another $28, you absolute madman. Uh, love watching the guys dominate in person. Let's effing go, boys. Woo! Avs, as far as penalties, Hunt and McDermott were reasonable. Uh, what I can't read who's... Max penalty was mystical. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was yeah, a that one was hook. straight up made up. Yeah, I don't terrible. know. <laughs> terrible call. I, I don't know. I, and I, you know, again, I think the Avs got as much benefit of the doubt, if not more, than Winnipeg did on the on the refing tonight. So, yeah. zero zero problems with it. Just your standard NHL ref night, which is bad. Uh, $10 from Melanie, who says, thanks for your content. Love to listen and learn. Go Avalanche. Thank you very much, Melanie. Uh, $2 from Degro, who says, Sammy G Tornado was great. Ha, oh, lost dude. a man. That, in his own zone, too. That's usually yeah. an offensive zone mm -hmm. for them. But yeah, he, he caught whoever that was fully. Yep, just dunked him. $2 from Billy, who says, I cannot wait to see the four Norrismen play together. I, we keep waiting, and they get one game, and then somebody yeah. gets injured. So I, I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just, <laughs> if it happens, it happens, all right? Uh, $2 from Vaguely Sober, who says, the hoot on homies for life. Sweaty boy is still on IR. Ah. I, I'm telling you, the Avs, the Avs mantra this year should be sweaty boys. Sweaty boys. They got to work. They got to earn it. All right. Go out there and get it done. Uh, we appreciate all the love from all of you. Again, it's been kind of a cool time for us. 20,000 followers on Twitter. The YouTube just hit 34,000 subscribers. Uh, you guys are awesome. We appreciate it. Uh, Jesse... We haven't really talked about the third period simply because I don't think we need to. I, I wrote almost nothing about it because it was pretty open and shut. Exactly right. I, did the Avs play an amazing top-end third period? No. Did they have to? No. Nope. It, 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 it looked like a third period where they were making sure that guys got some rest, evenly distributing some ice time Yep. Uh, without just punting on the, on the third altogether. Uh, Georgiev made it. There was one save I can think of in particular that it's like, that's a nice stop. You said it earlier. It was, it was just for show. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at the minute distribution tonight. I think pretty much sums it up. The top defenseman was Sam Gerrard at 23 minutes. No one is playing outrageous minutes. No one's going way over the head. The low TOI for the entire team was Brad Hunt at 9:13. Yeah. The lowest forward, Dennis Mulligan at 9:15. Every other forward played over 10 minutes. Yeah. See, I think you feel great about that heading into a back-to-back. -back. Exactly. And, and the Avs get it tomorrow night. They get to go against Calgary. That finally like, ends this Nonsense lunacy. of a schedule. Yeah. And three back-to-back -back sets across f 12 ten, ten days, days, 10 yeah. days. Well, uh, I guess 11 days tomorrow. It's, uh, it's, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, NHL schedulers? I don't even know what to tell you ah. at this point. Any, any final thoughts, Jesse? Anything on, on tomorrow? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, party bus. Yep. Uh, we'll all be on the 
Well, not AJ. AJ is still driving. We'll be <laughs> yep. driving back. But you, me, and Megan will be on the pregame. Yep. I think we'll be on the postgame. I may not, but certainly Megan and I yeah. will be. Yeah. Uh, should be a fun time either way. Yep. Um, I don't actually know what section we're sitting in, but I'll tweet it out when we get there. If you want to come say hi to me, maybe Jesse or Megan will yeah, come yeah, swing we'll, by yeah, for we'll an intermission or something. Yeah. Uh, it should be a great time if you're at the game. Come say hi to us. We will still have post game as well. It will be probably a little bit delayed. Mm -hmm. We got to get back from the arena, things like that. Uh, but we hope you'll come join us for a fun time on tomorrow. And then next week is is games and trade deadline speculation for the rest of time. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Looking forward to it. On that note, we're going to get out of here. We're going to try to get home at a reasonable hour for once in our lives. It's not going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, fuck. Uh, we appreciate all y'all so very much. We will talk to you tomorrow, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> until then, enjoy this sick W.